these numbers are growing exponentially, which means the face of your customers, your employees are all going to change. So when you think of the new majority in that regard, then I think it's a positive spin because it's making people aware. But when you think of, oh, well, we're going to create this program for the new majority. No, no, I don't like that. Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground, where we talk about supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity with everyone from academics, historians, and business leaders. With your hosts, Chloe Guidry-Reed and Adam Moore, you'll hear inspiring stories and practical tips for overcoming challenges and gaining insight into supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Higher Ground. Higher Ground is a technology company whose mission is to bridge the wealth gap through access to procurement opportunities. Higher Ground is making the enterprise ecosystem more viable, profitable, and competitive by clearing the path for minority-led, women-led, LGBT-led, and veteran-led small businesses to contribute to the global economy as suppliers to enterprise organizations. For more information on getting started, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E-G-R-O-U-N-D.io. Now on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Breaking Barriers, Building Higher Ground. My name's Adam, and as always, I am here in studio with my co-host, Chloe. And in today's episode, well, let's just pause right there. In today's episode, Chloe and I are really trying to figure out, well, what we're going to be talking about. There's a term, right? I mean, we yeah. just had this in the pre-show. There's a term being used out there right now called new majority. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Chloe and I were just standing here or sitting here, actually, trying to talk through it ourselves. And we stopped and thought, this is what we need to be talking about, right? That's what this show's about. This show is about talking through some of these things, not being afraid of a topic, not being afraid to tackle it head on, um, and just kind of share our views from it. I mean, with both of us kind of being ingrained in the DNI scene, um, talking about what we're seeing, how we're feeling, our observations, um, again, None of this is gospel. We're just two people sharing our views uh, on this topic. And so there you go. There's the show opener for you guys. We're going to talk about new majority and literally we're just going to talk about it. Yes, 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 yes. And I think that um, when we think about, you know, I think we want to just first define it. And so. Sure. Yeah. I think, good idea. I think we I've heard it, you know. Mm-hmm. several times over the last year. And mm-hmm. I don't know that everyone always knows what it means. And so what the way that I try to sort of break it down to people is it's the new majority mm-hmm. minority, which is still confusing. It's still confusing to people. But what it's saying is that, and I'm just going to define it. So it says the U.S. is moving through an unprecedented demographic shift. For the first time in history, minority babies outnumber white newborns in the U.S. and in census projections. So the idea is that by 2050, the majority will be the current minority, not to confuse anyone, but because minority babies are outnumbering any other groups, naturally, they'll be the majority. So what does that mean for us as as leaders? What does it mean for corporations? What does it mean for the future of diversity and inclusion? 
And the idea maybe at first is, you know, oh, well, if, if minorities and, and, and by minorities, let me make sure that everyone understands what that's encompassing in this, because that is encompassing a very, very large group of people. So it's not just the traditional minorities, you know, when we talk about the breakdown of ethnic minority, but it's also talking about um, veterans. It's also talking about physically disabled. It's also talking about LGBTQIA, and it's lumping all of those various groups in into one umbrella called the new majority. Right. And and it even is starting to refer generationally. Right. So you start seeing that thrown in there, too. So it really starts becoming a very much more uh, confusing term to start saying this new majority, because it, ten- it it seems like who's ever using that term gets to define for themselves what groups they are going to include and what groups they're going to exclude. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of comes down to let me throw a curveball out there. Are we using antiquated terms in today's day and age? Is is throwing around majority and minority an antiquated term? Should we be more are we should we now start just focusing on diversity, equity and inclusion? Right. 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 Are we using diverse businesses? Are we being uh, have we been equal in opportunities? Are we being inclusive in our use of uh, people outside our own um groups, our own circles that we run in. So is, I mean, is, are we approaching that? Do you think, I mean, just kind of something I wonder sometimes as, as we're, we're doing our day to day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we could be, I, I honestly predicting something in 2050, I feel like is very hard for me to do um, because we know so much changes, but then so much, while so much changes on the flip side, so much, so much stays the same. That's true. You know? And so when we think about policies and changes and I mean, uh, my husband and I were just reflecting last night, we were watching something, a a documentary and it was set in the seventies and there are some things that had changed, but a lot hadn't. And so that was 40 years ago, 40 plus years ago. And so I just I, I'm, I'm just careful with using these words and really understanding what they mean. But the purpose of really kind of addressing this today was just to educate our audience on what the term actually means. Exactly. And just get a discussion going and getting everyone's juices flowing around what it really means and what it means for them inside your organizations or as you hear it you know, within, in your circles and in your groups. Exactly. This is by no means the uh, ultimate conversation on this topic, but it's something that, you know, we thought we needed to address as it is starting to be seen and used kind of more and more. Um, and I think that is one of the things we have to be very careful in the DEI space about, and that is what language, you know, the language that we're using. Um, how are we defining things? How are we conversing about it? That type of thing. And I think we have to be very careful about some of these new terms that are being used, like the new majority. It, and I guess it's not that new of a term, but it's not one that's commonly used inside the space. Uh, it's kind of where I'm thinking of it. And I just think we need to be careful as leaders on how we start using some of these terms, just so we don't cause further confusion and derision. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, those are things we're trying to reduce. Right. <laughs> so we just have to be careful about how we start using some of these. And this is one of those terms that I find the definition changes from group to group and Absolutely. user to user. Yeah. You know, and and I think if you were to go out there and Google it, kind of like what we did, you can find, 
you know, a half dozen or more different definitions on, on what it means. So it's a tricky term for sure, but one that we wanted, uh, that we felt we needed to bring up uh, and just discuss. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the other thing is, you know, for me, um, you know, the sensitivity around it is, I think mentally, if you're grouping all these groups together, starting to address them and thinking that all their issues are the same, all their needs are the same. And that is a very, very slippery slope to the bottom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very quick, too. So um, that, that's one of the things. But I, I do think that um, it has its place. Um, and just letting corporations and stake and various stakeholders know that if you're not thinking about supplier diversity, right, you should because these numbers are growing exponentially, which means the face of your customers, your employees are all going to change. So when you think of the new majority in that regard, then I think it's a positive spin because it's making people aware. But when you think of, oh, well, we're going to create this program for the new majority. No. No, I don't like that because it's just it's it's blanketing all you. of their different issues, all of their different segmentations and and goals and challenges into one uh, under one umbrella. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It almost starts doing more harm than good because you are doing that. You're you're, quote unquote, whitewashing the issue and not paying attention to the individual struggles, backgrounds, needs uh, yeah. of some of these other groups and, and how they need their fair share of representation inside corporate America and, and society at large. Right, right. So, I mean, if you think about it, you know, um, how can we create sort of equal opportunity as we, you know, for the new sort of the new majority or the new minority majority? Um, How can we create some of these these equal opportunities for them? Yeah, I think a lot of it is, you know, we we talk about um, business development and mentoring a lot. Uh, especially in the corporate programs, right? Reaching back and working with your your non-governmental agencies and, and doing mentoring programs and that type of thing, pipeline development. Um, I think that really helps, uh, right? And, and and Chloe, you being a small business owner, I know that you are you are always seeking mentors or somebody to run ideas past, right? Oh, and having absolutely. access, yeah, and having access to those people who have been, who have done it before or sit in corporate America and see it kind of day in and day out and have that unique perspective, if you will, from a I'm not gonna say from the top, but just from a larger company, I think that's invaluable, right? And that that knowledge that we share is is worth just it's it's it truly is priceless, right? I mean, being able to share that knowledge, help them grow, uh, and and help answer questions and just be there as, as a mentor and a guide, I think is one way we help that, right? We help this 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 group of people achieve, um, and th- that in my mind is one of the easiest and most impactful ways, other than. Um, the other thing we like to talk about, and that is just finding ways to engage small businesses. Absolutely. Uh, right? Either with your corporate checkbook or your personal checkbook. I was just thinking about this the other day. Um, you know, we just came out of a long weekend, uh, a lot of family and 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 fun, that type of thing. But I was like, man, every, you know, like when we went out to dinner, that type of thing, I was like, we were sticking to small family-owned restaurants that are here in town. You know, that is an unbelievable way to help your neighborhood, to help your community, to help these um, smaller businesses grow. Patronize them, honestly. You know, the more we spend with them, the more they can spend themselves and the better that is, right? So, I mean, it is truly an ecosystem 
and every science business, every type of business has to be an equal part of it. Um, so that's just, it's just another easy way to help kind of level that playing field is, is let's make sure that we're spending with these small and diverse businesses. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I would say, you know, to your point, making sure that we're spending, but also the companies that can, and I say that companies that can, because I, I think we We've mentioned this n- numerous times on episodes that supplier diversity and procurement teams typically are smaller, you know, unless you're at these this big brand. But the right. development piece that I think so many corporations don't focus as much on, you know, they focus more on the spend. The development piece is critical now because if, in fact, you know, these numbers, are, you know, are correct, which I think they are, you know, that if, if, if the minority business owners end up becoming the majority in the next 40 years, it's imperative, you know, for us to develop them so that our nation can, can, can still be one of the global leaders. We have to be developing all of our businesses, you know, in, in the various verticals so that they can grow and scale and build capacity. Mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's just, it, it's what you have to do. <laughs> it's what you have to do. And, and what you, you have to do. And you, you brought up a good point just about mentorship too. And I think that the more that sort of a, the traditional majority companies, majority owned businesses, if they sincerely work with, you know, their prime suppliers and say, Hey, I want to come alongside, you know, some of these new majority founders or new majority suppliers that you have and help them and mentor them. Then that's an added benefit for the companies, um, for the tier two suppliers. And I know, you know, so much about this. Maybe you can talk a little bit about it, Yep. but it's an easier way. I think that some of these corporate corporations can say, okay, well, we can't do all of this internally, but maybe we can talk to our tier one suppliers, um, which, you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like a lot of them are majority companies. So, oh, yeah. oh, you yeah. know, I mean, and I, I mean, I, I, I hope that we get to a point where it's a good mix, but yeah, having them come alongside some of the smaller, um, more diverse firms then to help mentor them as well is, is a good solution. Oh yeah, most definitely. You know, and I think you use a, a, a term that I use a lot in the business, right? And that is diverse or traditional, right? So I like to think of it as how is your leadership structured, right? And so that kind of helps me define where somebody is, right? And I'll talk to people and I'll say, oh, well, I'm talking to diverse owned firms and these are traditionally owned firms and a traditionally owned firm just kind of help keep the definitions going is one that is probably is usually owned by a board. It doesn't mean that they're all white guys sitting on the board, right? But they're board owned and they are stockholder owned. That's a traditional company. Your diverse firms don't have that. Maybe they have a board, right? But they still have a single owner or a single, you know, few investors mm-hmm. in it. They don't have, they're, they're still privately held. They're not public. They're not traded. Um, and they're also smaller on scale, right? So then we can't say somebody like a Chick-fil-A then is not because they are most definitely a traditionally formed company. The Cathy's still own that company, but there is a board. There are shareholders, right? So it's it, we have to be careful about some of these definitions again, but that's why I try to that's where I try to divide it, traditionally owned, and then my diverse owned firms when we're talking about leadership structures. So I thought I just want to kind of touch on that as you had kind of thrown that out as as part of it. But you're right. Tier two is definitely a way we can help develop some of this. Um, it 
can cost a lot to work with corporates. It just can. Yes, um, yeah. And that's something that a corporate doesn't really have a lot of control over. There are laws and regulations in place that add to the cost of doing business at a certain level. Mm-hmm. Just life. That's just how business is, right? So those are costs that sometimes have to be um, taken on by the people that we do business with. And, you know, the great thing about being tier two, yes, I get it. You don't have quite the same margin. You don't get the same percentages, but you know what? You're not also having to pay that money back to your insurer, right? right? You don't have to pay that money back to your lawyers. You don't have to pay that money back to your auditors. So there are, so think about that when, you know, and as, as you're looking at your business, like, man, tier two sounds great, but I don't get quite the margin. Yeah. But you also don't have the risk. Right. Right. And that's a big piece of it. So yeah, tier two is a great way. Plus, if you're tier two, then you're inside a bigger company, probably in an industry that you're growing in. So you're getting mentored without really being mentored, right? You're seeing how they're doing it. You're seeing how their sales teams are working. You're seeing how they're organized. You're seeing how they do their day-to-day business just by being part of the machine yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? That's brilliant. And I know for us, um, you know, we make that to be, that's just part of our contracting when you're a direct with us is like, you know, you will use diverse suppliers and we will be expecting you to report on that. So um, it, it, it all comes back to ensuring that a corporate culture is cohesive, diverse and inclusive, and that you hold the people that you do business with to those same standards. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. I can't agree more. Well, I'm so glad that we got an opportunity to just kind of talk about and define this new term. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we are, I'm interested to hear what our listeners think about the term too. I mean, the new majority. And if there are any other terms that you think might be more appropriate. We'd be glad to discuss them. We would be glad. We would be glad to discuss them. So please Please share them with us. Most definitely. So thank you so much for tuning in and make sure to check out our previous episodes if you haven't already and continue to support the podcast. Be sure to check us out on LinkedIn at Chloe Guidry-Reed and at Adam Warren. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. We are grateful for the time you spend with us in participating in these conversations. Please review and rate and share our show as we are focused on growing awareness in the supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity space. If you'd like more information, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E ground dot I-O. Thank you for being here and we look forward to seeing you next week.